This is Jake Traverse, and this is... Michael Multiverse. In Traverse the Multiverse. Today's subject, Supernatural Happenings. You know, I, I like that. I, I like that topic. I have a lot to say about it. Alright, on our first subject, on Supernatural Happenings, I want to know your personal experience all right well there's actually quite a few i could talk about the time you and me went to a cemetery on halloween um a it, the moon was red then oh yeah the blood red moon or i could talk about something you weren't a part of but i think the most interesting one is when we went to a specific graveyard and to avoid anybody Kind of knowing where we are, I'm not going to say which one, but I will say this. It literally made me jump out, almost jump out of my skin. Can't say literally, it's a grammatical error. However, should I tell that one? I would be inclined to say yes, because I'm sure a lot of people other than just us would like to know about the unknown, because a lot of people are fascinated with the unknown. Well, yeah, and there's something about the unknown that draws people in, like you were saying. People like a, are fascinated. It's, it's kind of like a lost treasure or, you know, um, something that's unnatural that people see but other people don't see. Well, yeah. All right. So, kind of a backstory. Me and Mr. Traverse over here. We're, you know, we wanted to do something on Halloween, and he decided that it would be a good idea on a blood red moon on Halloween to go visit a cemetery. So, we took my car Me to, my bonehead. to a cemetery with a gallon of holy water. Don't ask me how I got a hold of a gallon of holy water. Yeah, you made holy water by boiling the hell out of it <laughs> close but no however worth a try now we show up at a specific it's a smaller cemetery way out of the way all of a sudden the minute we stepped out of the car we knew we had this feeling like something was watching us there was a great pressure around us and we started walking around and next thing you know we, we hear movement. Now, this is outside. Now, you know, I kind of debunked that. Could have been an animal. Could have been the wind. After a while, we, you know, we were on the path. Next thing I know, I hear big, heavy footsteps running in my direction. All of a sudden, just stops. And you could see, like, where the feet dragged. Where they stopped. Like, they stopped instantly. It was big, heavy. I mean, it... I, I felt, though, like, how do I explain this? It's like somebody rushed towards you and stopped right at your feet. I about you, crapped my pants. Yep, and it's like that, you know, running. Like, right you could feel stop. the wind come off. Like it's like when you run real fast, and then you feel the wind hit the back of your, you know, the back of your neck. Because you oh, feel yeah. that rush coming back up behind you. And that's what scared the hell out of me. 
you know, and right after. It looked like it had to be about six or seven feet tall. Well, we can't tell that just by footprints. Well, it, from the shadow, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't we did get see to the sh- shadow. I did. Yeah, I didn't get to the shadow yet. I was going to talk about that next. But since you brought it up, yeah, there was a shadow. It was big. Humanoid. But it was too... In nature, anyway. Humanoid in nature, correct. Now, <laughs> after her, me and Jake doused each other with the holy water, <laughs> we decided it'd be a good idea to go visit a certain grave, pay respects, to Kate Blood. And if you don't know where it is, you can look it up. You can definitely look it up. Now, we went all over that cemetery before we reached Kate Blood. We heard a woman crying in a mausoleum. Oh, that was creepy. Oh, yeah. I, my, like, my skin was crawling. I got goosebumps on my arm. And now, there was, like, this sharp pain in my leg for some reason. I don't know. But um, yeah. you got closer to the ma- mausoleum, and it got louder. But you look in there, and there's nothing there. However, we can kind of debunk that because there were, cause that's a famous site to go to on Halloween. Yeah, but why would a person, why would a, a woman in the middle of the night literally be out there crying? I think it might have been a group of friends. We cannot claim that it was supernatural. We can't nature. claim it. We can't debunk it because we couldn't find it. Yeah, we couldn't find anybody. I mean, it was creepy at the time because of the ambiance. You know, it was midnight, full moon. And the red light coming from the sky. Oh, yeah, that didn't help either. Oh, yeah, it did. No. See, we put ourselves in a situation to be scared. Willingly. Oh, yeah. By and, the way. Yeah, you know, we paid our proper respects. We didn't... We, we didn't antagonize anything that would have harmed us otherwise, um, whether it be there or not. We don't know. Well, yeah. And, you know, we left... We're respectful of the dead, and we don't bother the dead because the dead want to be left alone sometimes. And if you don't leave them alone, they get angry. Well, yeah, and, you know, we paid our proper respects to Kate herself. And, you know... That's another thing. Everybody goes to these haunted places for Halloween expecting a spook and a scare, but... It's what, not always going to happen that way. Well, no, if you... It's like going on a... On like a tour guide. You know, it's uh, a certain show. Went to a certain prison. You know, they have haunted tours. And it's like you turn the dead into circus performers. Sometimes they'll put on a show and sometimes they'll slam the door in your face. Well, yeah, and that's just because they're in the dressing room, so to speak. (laughs) Kind of. Um, It's like if somebody came to your house and expected you to do something. Because the biggest thing, and and the biggest thing with spirits is, okay, we don't know what's going on. My theory, okay, and this is just a pure theory to me, is whenever a person dies, okay, so let's say. Somebody from the 40s died, and, you know, they remember the world how they remember it, right? Well, let's say in the spirit world, for them, everything looks normal to them. Like, it could be their home, their normal home, how they saw it before they passed away. But when it comes to us, we're in the present, well, they're still stuck in the past. No, that's just a theory of mine. Well, you're not entirely wrong. The most popular belief is they are somewhat stuck, but not in their time. 
they're connected to something, whether or not be in that area, or an object, to, or an object, or a person, or a land, and it usually they come about with things change. All, I mean, if you don't believe in like the supernatural or paranoia, and that's okay. Par- paranormal, sorry. Yeah, it's, that's, that's okay. There will always be skeptic towards it, but me myself, I personally believe. You know, it's kind of like uh, one of my buddies. He he was a big skeptic, huge skeptic, like. He's like, oh, you're just making fun of me, or you're just trying to scare me, or it's like, you know, that type of thing. Or, like, for instance, he fell backwards, and he's like, you pull, you pull me backwards, and it's like, dude, I'm right in front of you. Yep, and there's some things people cannot explain. And that's alright. And they try and debunk it, and when they can't, they blame others. However, I mean, some things can be debunked, some things can't. Like... It's all beyond the be- uh, beholder of what you're seeing or what you perceive. Well, yeah, and it's all on, you know, that person. It don't matter, but I we mean, digress. I mean, one person sees one thing, another person might not, and it's oh, all yeah. on their experience, what they want to believe or not. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. There's nothing against not believing. There's nothing against believing. No. It's and complete. like I said, when we were in the cemetery, we heard that woman cry, and we couldn't find it. We yeah, can't we... debunk it. We can't. We can't it was prove right that it was spiritual, and we also cannot prove it was, well, physical. Yeah. Person. Granted, we saw a couple shadows, but we don't know. That could have been from that the road. Been, that could have been an animal or a reflector off a car, or you don't know. Yeah, and, you know, that actually, that's kind of funny. When you're walking through a cemetery driving past, have you ever noticed the light kind of shines on the gravestone? Yeah. That's really creepy when you're sneaking around a graveyard in the middle of the night and you at see around that. 11 30 at night until like one o'clock in the, and 1 that's in the, the morning thing people who are most scared of like supernatural stuff usually put themselves in that frame of mind where they're going to be scared they need to be scared you know i mean i have stories upon stories of spiritual <laughs> of spiritual happenings but you know none of which i can say even happen technically because I have no proof without proof well there's no proof in the pudding rather <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pudding! Yeah, pudding I like pudding <laughs> and you notice oh, Dean, ladies and God. gentlemen that this episode is gonna kind of stick to one topic right we're, we're, and for once other other than our previous one where we were all over the heck the place it's we're gonna try our best to keep um, on subject as he says well yeah I mean we we kind of learn from our mistakes now back to kind of a topic you've heard a story from me and technically you were there Mr. Traverse I mean, you gave me your perception of what you saw, and I, you know, I have my own experience. Um, like when you were off by the gravestone of Cape Blood, I was in the background, and you know, uh, people on Halloween will leave an offering sometimes at her gravestone, whether it be, you know, a little trinket or something personal, or for me, an example. I left something that is very near and dear to my heart. I I like drawing. So I left one of my silver pens there. 
a lot of change was left there. Two quarters, nickels, dimes. Quarters, nickels, half dollars. And most of the time... There's only two half dollars. There was a whole dollar at one point. <laughs> yeah, I think it was rolled up and put in a, you know, a little crevice of the stone. But um, the biggest thing is if it's left there, leave it there. Don't move it yourself because you don't know... You know, whether, you know, it's out of respect. That's why they leave it there. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, veterans. You know, when a veteran dies, they leave a penny or a rock or, you know, there are different aspects. Yeah, and that's the thing. Just be respectful. You know, it's not hard to not desecrate gravestones or, you know, it's not hard. Just be respectful. Like, and that brings up a good subject I just remembered. You know, I live in a, I used to live in a back town, um, Small town, um, smallish. You know, smallish. We have like four gas stations, but it's small town. Let's not even get into the like six bars, four bowling alleys, and and a big golf course. But no, no, that wasn't a different town. No, yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I you know to... which one I'm talking about. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, for instance, uh, me and my uh, fiance um, went to go visit her grandfather. Um, you know, I bought a rose for him. I left it at his gravestone. Um, out of respect, I barely knew him. I barely got to know him before he died of heart disease. Um, or No, heart, not heart disease, heart attack. Um, but I noticed that somebody had dropped or tipped um, a big garbage can over. And me being me, you know, any normal onlooker would be like, ah, it's not my problem, I'm just going to leave it there. Me, I'm not that way. I just got up out of the car. I'm like, I'm like, tell my fiance, you know, stop a sec. I gotta get out. And she's like, why do you have to get out? Doesn't matter. I got up out of the car, picked up the garbage, put it up against a tree so it won't tip over from the wind or whatever. Now I don't know if the kids tipped it over and left it there, you know, but doesn't matter. I paid my respect and said sorry for if that did happen. Yeah. Um, but with me at the Cape Blood site, it, I had two experiences while he was by the gravestone. I was in the back of him, he was in the front of me. And basically I got, it felt like two hands grabbed me on my shoulder and pulled me back real hard. Like it, like it was dragging. Like their nails were in my skin through my shirt amazingly you could feel like nails then i was coughing profusely and it felt like someone was choking me now me being me and me being a bonehead because i'm a bonehead i grabbed my neck yeah and then you started rubbing and then it's like i'm trying to you know maybe trying to get maybe there's something in my throat or something you know that's the first reaction so i can't really prove whether or not you know um that you know, I was being choked out by a ghost or whatever, have you, or a spirit, or well, yeah, because the second you touched your hand and started rubbing it, left that red mark. But there was one piece of evidence that kind of sto- stood out, though. I may have grabbed my neck and rubbed my neck. I didn't touch my chest. I ripped down my, I, or not rip, I pulled down my shirt, and there's a big hand mark, like yeah. somebody went like pushed. That was a little hard to explain, and I, I really can't. And it, it wasn't my hand. Because I'm no, a righty. That, it was, I remember. It was I'm a, a righty, not a lefty. Well, and plus it was huge. Oh, yeah, it was bigger than my hands. Yeah, and I have short, stubby fingers, though. Yeah, and I got 
long thumbs. But, you know, the big thing is, uh, you know, I didn't do anything to provoke anybody. I, you know, I was just sitting there. I left a pen and I paid respect and I hope you rest in peace and then be left. Well, sometimes it's just being alive and taking an air that makes these spirits angry. Yeah, because they didn't get to live the life they wanted. You know, and you gotta kind of respect that because, okay, it's kind of like a kid. Okay, four years old, playing with a ball, and they run out in traffic and something happens. You know, they're still roaming around. They're still kids. I mean, you could hear laughter. Oh, yeah, there's definitely... Children who become spirits, or ghosts, rather. And they're not alone. I mean, granted, their families might have left on, and, you know, they're still stuck there, but they have other spirits to keep them happy, so Well, we so don't speak. know that for sure, because we do not well, actually ho- know what let's just lies say beyond the grave. Let's just say hopefully. Because oh, yeah. I would like to think that kids at that age, they're so innocent, and they don't know much or any better. I mean, they could be there for years, like 50, 60, 70 years. And they wouldn't have known a time, the time of day or what has passed. We don't know. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. We don't know what would happen. We can only hope good things happen in the afterlife. And I just hope that, you know, sooner or later, not, maybe not today, not tomorrow, but, you know, maybe sooner or later somebody could help those kids and help them pass on. Well, yeah. Find their families. You know, that's a good idea. Now, we're supposed to be talking about supernatural happenings, and we're staying on topic, which I'm kind of happy about-ish. It's not our usual thing. But. You have no idea how hard that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying, but I think we should stop trying and kind of segue, not only from personal experiences, but. I do have one more good story, though, if that's all right. I ain't stopping you. This is our podcast. Well, I just thought I'd ask. I'm being generous. Listen. Quit being generous. It's not just my show. It's our show. It is our show. And I would like to ask. You know what? I believe that's fine. All right. You have my permission. I have the floor. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, the spotlight is on me. It's like, uh, you know. But, um, you know, I had this other experience when I was about two small stories i had this experience when i was uh in a hospital i was not mentally okay at the time i have my own experience and let's just say my uh you gonna be already talk about this yeah i'm fine it, my biological father who is just not an okay We're guy not let's just say getting too far into and that. we know why they're just giving context but he's not an okay guy which is why i was in the hospital um I had this experience as a kid, and I was probably like five, six, seven years old. Or not six or seven, uh, like five or six. And the weirdest thing is we had this nightlight, and then we had like this old toy. It was uh, one of those toys where you flip a switch and it goes green, and then you flip the switch again, it goes blue. You flip the switch again, it goes orange or whatever. You know you know those old fa- flashlights, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, th- those old flashlights. Like I think it was the Caterpillar one. I didn't have the Caterpillar one. Well, I think it was, but, you know, I would flash that light, and then it died. Like, dead. In my hands. And then sooner or later, I'm in a room by myself in the dark, with just a little flashlight, barely lit, 
and I see the shadow on the wall. It was crawling on the wall, and I was screaming for help, and the people in the hospital say, just go to sleep, you know, and I was scared. I was terrified, you know, and... I get you. But my other experience is when I was walking at night um, in the small town that I used to grow up in, and uh, Mike here knows what I'm talking about. No, we're not. The reason why we're not getting into this is because nobody else besides me and Jake should realistically know the location, where we grew up, where we're from. I mean, I can't say we were from Wisconsin, but you could probably tell from our accents. <laughs> we're from Wisconsin. 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 Yeah, love them cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, <laughs> the Packers very. Yeah, got them them Packers, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. Uh, But, you know. (laughs) Back on topic. (laughs) You know, got to lighten the mood a little, kind of keep you guys entertained and keep ourselves entertained. But Oh, yeah. Staying on one topic is driving us nuts. I think we're going to segue soon. Oh, I think my muscles are tensing up. But, um, (laughs) you know, I was walking at night around, like, I think it was 1130. I came back from a friend's house. Um, I walked cross town yeah that's when you suffer from uh what is that um insomnia yeah i had really bad insomnia back then i stayed up like for days at a time before i remember three four or five days a week and then i would pass out for two days on end but um i was walking and i was walking past this old house now this old house has been up for sale for over let's see i moved there when i was like 11 and i was probably 23 so it's been up for sale for a very long time. And ironically, the day I, or the year that I was moving to another city, um, the place got bought. And about a week later, it went back up for sale. It was your fault, wasn't it? No. So you came and tortured those people? Oh, totally. I broke in their window and ate their cookies and drank all their milk from Santa Claus. But anyway... Um, yeah, I went down their chimney with my big butt. Um, <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Yeah, San is three hoes. Um, anyway. Um, jingle, jingle, and you're jingle. one of them. Hell yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm walking past the house, and I always got this creepy feeling. You know, there's nobody in there. There's no furniture. You know, I, going past the house, you always have that tendency to look in the window, you know? Yeah, I think that's part of the... Where the unknown kind of grabs you. Yeah, the mystery. You grab, you know, yeah. It's kind of like Scooby and the gang. I'm going to go. So not that talking mystery. about the stoners but... who think they can talk to the <laughs> No, that's Shaggy. Um, but <laughs> No, good show, though. Good yeah, show. good show. I love that show. But um, I grew up on that stuff. But, you know, anyway. I'm looking in the window, and there's nothing in there. Like, it's there's drywall coming off the walls. There's paint chipped on the, um, <laughs> what you call it? Uh, the frames of the doors, um, they're all painted white instead of actual wood. And you could, s- for some reason, I got this creepy feeling. I'm looking in the window and I see these blue shining eyes just staring at me. And now I'm thinking it's a cat or a raccoon maybe got in or, you know. And for the life of me, I was looking around, you know, just seeing where they might have got on, got in there. I looked in the back, I looked at the sides of the house, I looked at the windows, I looked at the doors, and they're all brand spanking new because I think the guy fixed up the place. Um, There was nothing in there. And basically, 
you know, I opened the screen door and it was open. Well, I went in and I'm looking for the eyes and the eyes are staring back at me from a, uh, um, a closet door. Open. Dark. There's nothing but pitch blackness in there. I go in there, turn on the lights, and they disappeared. I got freaked out. I ran out the dang door, slammed the door shut, and got the heck out of there. That is called a real-life jump scare? No. The jump scare brings up our segue into, let's say, horror movies. Such as Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Conjuring series. I mean, we can go for days on just scary movies alone. Oh, yeah. However, the one movie that actually made me a grown man who actively searches for the paranormal, afraid to turn on the lights, Annabelle Creation, or any of the Annabelle movies, because there is something innately wrong. I think I'm using that word right, but... Oh, you're using it right. How about seriously wrong, just in case? Seriously strange. You're not wrong with dolls. Especially porcelain dolls with the cracked faces and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. It's like mannequins. (laughs) But... that too right yeah I swear to god I heard a child's voice maybe I should go check yeah alright I'll be right back I don't know <clears throat> start talking about horror movies and little girls start talking Jake what have you done <laughs> I didn't do squat called the devil didn't you it was only at one time I'm just kidding <laughs> <coughs> no that was the last episode we were talking about Trigon yeah. <laughs> no alright mannequins mannequins <laughs> <laughs> alright we were on mannequins we were starting to talk about the Conjuring series now another one is in, not Inception um, Insidious thank you Insidious those are very classic, well, not classic, but good horror movies. Yeah, kind of like uh, The Happenings in Connecticut. Oh, The Haunting. Yeah, Haunting. I love that movie because it's full of the jump scares and just creepy. And they keep to the story, I notice. Not the first to the second. Well, not to the first to the second, but they somewhat keep to the story and how it all started, like, you know, that type of thing. So Now, Annabelle Creation, now, they kept to that. Yeah, they kind of went down the... I mean, it, it all starts with with uh, the nun. There goes, I think, Annabelle Creation. In the church cathedral, I believe. And um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah, the nunnery. No, it's... The uh, convent. Yes, yeah, the convent. That's a nunnery. It's where they make nuns. Yeah. But, no, um, yeah, the nun. Yep, they just come right off the line praying for Jesus. Hell yeah, it's the nun. <laughs> I believe Annabelle Creation. Then 
Annabelle, then Annabelle comes home. And then it goes into The Conjuring, I want to say. Yeah, The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, you know. But we, I know. I'm starting a little bit, but no, those are my favorite types of movies, the scary ones. the ones. And then there actually, was the one with La Llorona. Oh, the, yeah, the that kind woman. of, that kind of, I, I don't know if that actually followed. It, it didn't, but it's on subject when it comes to spirits. I mean, Annabelle, she's a, we all, if you look into Annabelle, she's a Raggedy Ann doll, but she's possessed by a demon. Well, not necessarily possessed, more attached with. Well, it okay. So, from what I understand, um, from what the end of Rain Warren, God rest their soul, um, souls, um, uh, they basically, from what uh, understanding, it's pos- the a demon took possession of a Raggedy Ann doll, and um, what had happened is yeah, the story went as um, it basically. Someone brought it home. It got into some stuff. It kept moving from place to place. Um, you know, and it kept leaving notes. Well, yeah. Well, we all seen the movie. Well, this is the actual story. Oh, yeah. And it kept leaving notes saying, help me, and, you know, scribbled with crayon. And, they, and the people who found the notes believe it might be a kid, and they called Annabelle Roberts. Yeah come to find out that and Lorraine showed up because um, the doll started choking the owner's fiance at the time or husband I don't remember and they called in experts at the rain Warren yeah the demonologist and uh, paranormal medium yes which is Lorraine Warren the paranormal medium and Ed being the demonologist well they're both demonologists well yeah but, but they're that's what they're known for yeah, that's the basic premise of the Annabelle movies and The Conjuring, where, you know, Ed and Lorraine go and battle the demons and do exorcisms and stuff. And, and well, they called them in, and they uh, come it, to the conclusion that uh, it's possessed by um, it. Well, they didn't know it was possessed by a demon right away. Well, not right away till they got it home. Yep, and then they locked it in the box, and the priest came and blessed it once a week, and now it's in the museum. Along with a lot of other stuff yeah, that I has be- a lot I, of history. And I believe their um, children are in charge of the museum now. I would hope so. I would love to go visit sometime. Oh, definitely. But If it's still open at all, I don't know. Yeah, it's not like uh, Zach's museum. Yeah, Zach Bagans' is a museum in L.A. Or not in L.A., uh, Las Vegas. Which I love their show. I love the original movie when they came out. It's such a good movie. Well, more as their first uh, recording episode, I think, if you want to call it that, the pilot episode. It was so good. Yeah, with Nick Groff, uh, um, Zach Pagans, and um, Aaron, and Aaron Goodwin. Yeah. Aaron's the type of guy you just send into a random location. If me and Jake were to ever go and do these investigations. He'd be the Aaron of the group. <laughs> Every time me and my fiance watch Ghost Adventures, Aaron gets scared. He jumps all around. His legs are in the air, and we just call him Prima Ballerina. 
<laughs> that's a little disrespectful, but you know. But you know, you know, it's just all joking around because you know he's getting scared. The tension's going up, and he's dancing around because he's scared. It's you know, when someone gets scared, they tend to do that. Yeah. Now, you know, there's that show. I don't want to mention no names. There's one from uh, Penn State University. It with uh, I forget his name Ryan I think yeah Ryan I believe it is yep and you know it's all it, it's good shows yeah so there's those I mean if you really want to get into the mood you watch those kind of shows and then horror movie and, and then it's that sense of wonder that you kind of create it's the it's the I, I like to be scared type thing and, you know, beyond that, we really don't have an explanation of why people like to be scared. Maybe it's just an innate nature of things. It might be, but people are harder and harder to scare as of right now. In fact, when they go to the haunted houses that are put on by, like, uh, actors, actors, the city and whatnot. Like um, the, the, the burial chamber. Yeah, stuff like that. It's getting harder and harder to scare the masses, so they have the haunted houses that are so extreme, you have to sign a waiver. You know? I mean, there's the one further down south from us where you have to sign it so if they break your fingers, pull your teeth, hit you, I mean, you got to sign a waiver just so you don't sue them. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, uh, you know, if you're looking for a physical scare like that, that's what you're going to get. It's what you get. It's, it's basically what you pay for. It's a little too far for me. The furthest scare I like to go is Outlast, the, the game, Outlast. Outlast, the Trinity, or Outlast 2. Well, hell, hell, there's even an add-on for Outlast 1. You know. Oh, I know, the whistleblower ad. Yeah. You no, know, hands, hats off to that developer. Good God. And the whole team of... I mean, I mean for God's sake, they um, for the third one, they actually had a Kickstarter for um, Gamer Pants, they were called them. They were actually adult diapers meant for people who play that game. Oh. It was an actual kickstart. I, I remember that because they had like a commercial for it. Yep. And if I remember right, there was a game out there. I can't remember the name of it. I can't even remember what it involves. But you got a heart monitor with it. And the higher your heart rate oh, is, I the scarier that. it is. I remember that game. I remember watching um, you know, a YouTuber play it. Yep. Oh, God. And there's nothing worse than in a game where you're trying to run away from something because you can't fight it. And you're blocked. You can't get out. Kind of like Slender the Arrival. I've never played any of the Slenderman games. Slender the Arrival is a bit... It's a bit scary. and We all know about Slenderman at some point. But, you know, it's a creepypasta. A guy like Jeff the Killer and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, creepypastas and... SCP-096, you know, called the Shy Guy. And then he got um, 049 SCP, um, the Plague, Plague Doctor. Doctor. Which, no. uh, which honestly, uh, here, Mike's uh, favorite's the Plague Doctor. And mine's... Gotta like, love him. And mine's the 096, um, the Shy Guy. No, nothing really... I mean, I have maybe like two decent phobias in my life. Yeah, deep, deep ocean. No, 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 no. Let's start off with sharks. 
And a deep, deep ocean. Oh, it's not just a deep, deep ocean. It's, you know that feeling when you're underwater or you're looking in space or something and you see nothing. Nothing but pitch blackness. It's the nothing that frightens me to no end. Because anything can come from any direction. That, and it's nothing. It's it's Kind of like, uh, oh, here's a great example of that. Playing Sea of Thieves. Don't even get me started. The I, Kraken. No, when I fell off the boat. If you, okay, in Sea of Thieves, another great game. Hats off to the developers of those. Oh my god, great When game. you go off the map, everything turns red. Red moon, red sea water. Like the water will turn blood red. If you fall off and look down, you're staring at an empty void of nothing. Ask Jake when we played. He was on an island. I took the ship and I drove just to mess with him. I was screaming at the top of my lungs because <laughs> I, I was looked laughing. down. I yeah. was laughing. That's all he was doing was laughing. And here's the segues that makes no sense, but we're making it make sense. <laughs> sort of classic. Well, this will be the classic eventually, if you notice that. Yeah. Everything turns into a classic. Well, I'll give it enough time. Yeah, enough time. I mean, it's kind of like Halo. I mean, everybody knows the national gaming anthem. Da, 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 that, you know. Yeah, that's as far as we're going with that. Yeah, you, we all know that Halo theme. Oh, yeah, definitely. We know the original Halo theme as well. Yeah. Which is even more popular. Now, I will have to say, for me personally, I do not like the direction they took with Infinite. Yes and no. I mean, granted, multiplayer is... They're, they did announce today that they're going to be working on that. Well, I don't even uh, get Halos for the multiplayer. Yeah, we are slightly off topic. Yeah. From the horror... Aspect. Aspect. But in the in the sheer things, when it comes to, like, you know, that phobia of yours, where it's the blackness, the fear is what you're feeling. And the same thing could be... Um, uh, implemented to spiritual experiences like ghost hunting um, you know and it's more than just taking a flashlight and a ovulus or um, an EMF um, detector and a camera you you're not always gonna capture evidence you're never gonna get that same experience because it's always gonna be different you might not even go out and catch anything ever. No, and that's... It all depends where you're looking. Because here's the thing with ghost hunting. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's the main thing what people go for. They they want that sense of not knowing to explore something that they haven't experienced before. And sometimes that's the case. And sometimes it's not. But... You're never going to catch the same thing over and over and over. No. I mean, and that brings up the topic before where ghosts are not circus performers. And it's kind of like, okay, here's a great example. Um, Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's Music House. Yeah. Music World. World? I yep. thought it was Music House. Yep. It's uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World in uh, Wilder, Kentucky. There is a fault line that goes through there. And fault lines, if you don't know... Well, yeah, it becomes a spiritual nexus. Yeah. But let's not get into that, because we don't really 
know that topic too well. Well, from what I understand, um, you know, if you look up any information on that place um, through, like, you know, Zach Bagans and all that and all his experiences with Aaron and Nick and all that, you know, you know, if you notice every episode that they went there, they went there a total of three times and they're never going there again. After those experiences. The one I've noticed that they have never returned to. Pavilion Island. The Pavilion Island. That was my favorite episode of theirs. In uh, Venice, Italy. Pavilion Island, if you don't know, is an island where they used to send the Black Plague um, victims. Basically, they would send them over there and throw them on a pile of fire. The well, bodies, after they died. After they died and burn their bodies. And the island is basically, you know, it is an island, but it's has uh, burial or, or remains of ash and stuff from people. Oh, yeah. You know, they captured evidence. And, I mean, I mean, black the Black Plague. I mean, it's like the nursery rhyme goes, you know. You know, they're... Ashes, ashes, they'll fall down. Yeah, it's basically that nursery rhyme is about the Black Plague, the bubonic Black. plague, Not which the was Black named. The, it was named the Black Plague. But you know, well, Pavilion Island, it's one of those things that you know they call it the cursed island in Venice. Well, yeah, if you believe in curses and stuff, and I, I think there's something to that, but I think curses you get get as much power as you give it. Yeah, if you believe it enough. You're giving it more power over you. Oh, definitely. So, in all retrospect, you know, you you only make it as bad as you know you think it is. Yeah, and the biggest thing is when it comes to paranormal experiences. Like I said, you're never gonna have the same experience because you know. Sometimes they want to show you something. Sometimes they just want to let you know they're there by tapping you on the shoulder or throwing something like harmless, like a, I don't know, a marshmallow or something. I don't know. Here you go with marshmallows again. But marshmallows. But uh, the flavors don't exist. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, sometimes they'll throw a pebble. Sometimes they'll throw. You know, maybe they'll play with a balloon to let you know they're there. Listen, we're not talking about it. <laughs> not that type of balloon. It's the only type of balloon ever used in any paranormal instance. Oh, you know that? God. It's usually red. A red floating balloon. We all float down here. <laughs> oh, God. But, you know... Um, it, when it comes to the paranormal, not all of them are evil, and not all of them are nice. And some are nice, and some are very good. I mean... It depends on the Well, spirit. it depends on how they died in their life experience and who they were as a person. But then again, if you think about it, all spirits really are that haunt places is energy. Leftover energy of those who lived. Things that lived. Now, as far as paranormal, there's nothing to say it doesn't exist. But then again, there's nothing to say it does. Yeah, I mean, when it comes back to Annabelle, it's... (laughs) Right back there. You know, when it comes to Annabelle, you know, that's just one thing in their museum. I mean, there's multiple things. 
Well, yeah, and we could definitely go off and on about all of them, but let's... What's another one, Jake? Well, a big one is the Shadow Doll. Okay. Shadow Doll. The Shadow Doll, according to... Or according to Ed Warren, um, you know, a doll is... The doll is basically capable of uh, visiting you in uh, your dreams, and it'll be able to stop your heart in your sleep. Out of fear. Out of fear. And the other big one was uh, the Satanic Idol, which, if you find, believe it or not, it's actually from the movie, too. Mm. Because that's what the movie was based off of, that uh, Connecticut, the Connecticut haunting. Haunting um, in Connecticut. The haunting no, in that's Connecticut. not what it was based off no, of. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the recent Conjuring movie. Oh, all right. Yep. We all know which one it is. But basically, it was found in the woods of uh, Connecticut in the 90s, and it's a very fragile idol. I mean, it's an idol made of bone and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and obviously the most famous one is Annabelle, but we already know who or what Annabelle is. Just don't open the case. That's all you got to do. Yeah, just uh, unless you want to float somewhere, don't open that case. We all float here. Oh, good God. Try the water, Dave. It's really real. <laughs> hey, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> All right. Now that's just... I went a little too far off. <laughs> I say you hit the note right with the creepiness. But, you know, and then there was the another one called the White Lady of Union Cemetery. I know. Um, basically, spot in the early 1990s, this is, you know, a representation of the real deal. And, you know, in global belief, the weeping woman, you know, La Verona, you know, you know, her story is basically she drowned her kids out of grief of finding out her husband cheated on her. If you think about it, uh, Inception as well has that kind of plot where uh, she drowned her kids and, well, he killed her. Yeah, and as messed up it is, it's a damn shame. I mean, hundred percent. Granted, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, La Verona, she, she's cursed to forever look for her children that aren't there. Well, yeah, and you know, before we get too far into that itself, we should really do more research into the legend of La Verona. Well, La Verona, that's the base. You know, that's of the movie. La basic, Llorona. yeah. No, it's but, actually based off the actual legend. Well, yeah, but we need a little more research into that because I don't trust anything I see in movies. Yeah. Besides, like a documentary, but that could always be doctored. No. I mean, we touched on some pretty interesting topics. Oh yeah, big time. We got a little off track, but then we got right back on. In the end, anyway. Uh, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better if we don't try and stay on topic. We just kind of let it go. I'm just cracking my fingers because I'm nervous. Yeah, this is only our second recording. We will have more. We will post once a week. So if you ever hear a cracking noise, that's just me, Jake, cracking my fingers because nervous. Yep. Now, like I was saying, we were going to post once a week, maybe twice a week if uh, we are feeling up to it. You know, feeling spiffy. Yeah. And I think for uh, next week, we will definitely... Next week, actually, I have a topic already. It's going to be the similarities between how to become a witcher and how to become a Spartan. 
That's such as John one seventeen. Because in my or in other words, as most some people will say, John one one seven. But yeah. either either or to their own, you know. Well, yeah. Either way, the the main protagonist in Halo and a and, majority of the Halo games. Yeah. Master Chief. Yeah. Now, I. In my experience playing the games, reading the lore, and suddenly I'm actually getting into Witcher of late, um, they have a lot of similarities. And I think we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. After we do a little more research into it and make sure we're accurate with some of the details. Because we don't want to seem like idiots. Yeah, no more than usual. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's not sound more usual, unusual than we are to you. Usual, unusually. We'll talk about that in usual different episodes. <laughs> but no, I think that would be a good topic for next week. And if you guys want to hear it, please let up. us know in the comments or, you know, just let us know. If you want to know more about the supernatural, we're more willing to discuss more about well, that. Yeah, if you liked this sort of topic, we'll, we're definitely going to touch more on supernatural. I mean, this is Traverse the Multiverse. I mean, everything within the multiverse we will talk about. Anything and everything. Oh, that actually covers everything, because we fall into the multiverse ourselves. Yeah. We'll even talk about ourselves, and how much boneheads we are. <laughs> well, all right. Time for the outro. Well, the time has come for us to say goodbye, and as we leave you... We have a little poem for you to help you fall asleep. Violets are blue. Roses are red. Your window is open. I'm on your bed. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. Mm-hmm.